Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hi there, it's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. You may know me from my podcast called Wiser Than Me, where I talk to older women and get their wisdom from the front lines of life. I was amazed by how many people told me our show made them look forward to getting older, which is why I'm here to talk about season two of the show. Sally Field, Billie Jean King, Beverly Johnson, Ina Garten, Bonnie Ray, just to name a few. All hail old women. Wiser Than Me season two is out now from Lemonada Media. Hello, hello, hello. I'm your Teresa Caputo, hostess with the mostest, Michael Munoz. And welcome to In Yo Mouth. I'm the queen of food who's always in the mood to lick it right, lick it good, show you how to Oh, God, that's good. I want to know what you eat from the streets to the sheets. So open wide, honey. I'm coming. In Yo Mouth. Hey there and welcome back, folks. Once again, I'm your hostess with the mostest, Munoz. And how y'all doing out there? Yes, end of February. The year is flying by and we are still trucking along here, folks. It is a gloomy, snowy day here in New York City. And I wanted to take a quick moment just to shout out and send some love to all the people um, in Texas, Oklahoma, and Louisiana dealing with these uh, most horrific things without power, without water, without food. I want to send out so much love to them. And, you know, out there, if you can help in any way possible, I just found this really great New York Times article that just came out a couple days ago about how to help people in Texas, Oklahoma, and Louisiana. There are food banks you can donate to, American Fidelity Foundation, Our Calling, the Houston Food Bank. Um, All sorts of people are collecting donations. The San Antonio Food Bank, I know Chef Jose Andres, who we stand here on In Your Mouth, is working with One World Kitchen to provide relief and food for all the people out there that are suffering. So I just wanted to take a quick moment to mention that and just send some like positive energy that way. Um, As always, before you donate, make sure you research any organization on trusted sites like Charity Navigator or GuideStar. And, you know, the internal revenue, the IRS website, the database can tell you if your organization is eligible to receive tax deductions donations. So you know what? Do a little bit of homework and let's get the people the help they need in any way we can. Moving right along. Oh my God, your girl Munoz is on, is been doing the most these days. She's on TikTok. She's on the reel. She's doing it all. And you all out there are showing me all the love. So I can't 
thank you enough. And I am really excited for today's episode because we have an oldie but goodie, you know, a hottie McTottie back for more because he couldn't get enough. Oh my, yeah. <laughs> of your girl Munoz. Please help me and join me in welcoming back the grub father himself, Sal Di Benedetto. Hi, Sal. Hey, how's it going? Good. How are you, awesome. boo? I'm doing great. I can't complain. Like you said, it's a rainy day, but, um, you know, just living my life and trying to trying to get through get through these next few months, really. I mean, yeah, we all are. We all are. And we're going to get into it. But I'm so excited to have you back in my present. <laughs> I know. I, it, it was good. We had such a great conversation last time and so many things have evolved. So it just felt, you know, like it was the right thing to do to just get back on here and, and talk. Yes, yes, absolutely. So for those of you out there that don't know, uh, Sal Di Benedetto is an entrepreneur, influencer, and now restaurateur ooh, la, la, from Long Island, New York. He is the creative director of The Grub Father and the CEO of The Connect Agency. The Grub Father is a platform with an audience of over 300,000 people, food yes. and travel lovers, who are well, known you know, I will as say the this, Grub though, I will say I will say this. It's too nice. 90 right now on Instagram, and then I got like uh, 12,000 on Facebook. So I don't want people to get there and be like, wow, he lost 10,000 followers. What, what type of scandal was he in, in the past two days since... Oh. Uh, Oh, wow. Look at, look at that. I was just trying to bestow blessings on you, you know, oh, secret things. Oh, into thank the you. <laughs> Listen, I know how people operate. They start stalking and then they're like making up theories in their heads. So, you know, oh, let's no. just set the record straight there, right there. There hasn't been any scandal, but don't worry. Not, Sal, not yet. Sal will give us the OnlyFans link a little later on. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, just to close out uh, your little intro here, the Connect Agency is a creative ed- agency that focuses on digital marketing marketing, content creation, and influencer relations in the food and hospitality industry. His now fab new restaurant is called The Grub Shop. Yes, and I can't wait to hear all about it. But, Sal, we have to start where we always start on In Your Mouth. And in the grand tradition of In Your Mouth, I need to wish you Happy National Tortilla Chip Day. Oh, that is a great one. That is a great one. You came on just at the right time. Just at the right time. Because, you know, know, a tortilla, it's like such an evergreen type of food. You know, you can dip it in salsa and queso. You can have it by itself, maybe some sour cream. So... You know, round of applause for the tortilla chip. <laughs> yes, and round of applause for the tortilla. Do you have a favorite kind of tortilla? Are you a corn or flour? Let's start there. Uh, that's really tough. Like, I'm a corn fan when I'm in a place that's making it super authentic. Like, if I go to Mexico, I'm eating a corn tortilla, you know? Yeah. Um, but if I'm ordering it at, like, a restaurant um, here or at Taco Bell or um, whatever, if I'm ordering it, getting it for my house, I'm going to go with a flour. All right. All right. Well, los ta- have you been to Los Tacos Numero Uno here in the city? No, I have not. Oh, my God. Uh, top five, maybe even top three tacos, I think, in New York City. And wow. they... Uh, hand grind the corn to make the masa to make their corn tortillas so it is increíble if i do you say definitely so 
Wait, we need to go there. How about that? Yeah, let's uh, let's totally do it. Hit me up. We can like socially distance and Perfect. and hit it. There's one right here in Times Square, down from down from the Indio Mouth Studios. <laughs> oh, cool, cool, cool. Uh, have you ever been to uh, Rosa Mexicana? Oh yeah, yes. I love a Rosa Mexicana. I always yeah. get mad at their uh, the, the guac is a little overpriced, if you ask me, but delicious. Okay, okay. But but, but I'm mad the food's at the really price. good and. Yeah, I, they have some really great stuff, and they launched this ghost kitchen called Rosalita's out of there. Um, some of their locations, which do like burritos, so um, yes. I've been working with them in the city, and their food's great. Ghost kitchens are everything these days. We're going to get into that. That's part of a food news update a little later, actually. Wow. See, I'm just like reading your mind, you know? Yes. You know what? We are, we are connected as one, and I do not need that man of yours knocking on my door just being like, excuse me. Sir, oh, I'm, well, I'm actually single now, so don't worry uh, about it. Uh oh, wait, <laughs> wait a minute. <laughs> Things are about but to get you, hot and heavy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, still, still, really good friends and stuff like that. But All right. uh, definitely, I'm on my own. I'm in a, in a bit. Uh, I'm in a relationship with my business right now. Well, you know what? Sometimes. Sometimes love is fleeting, and sometimes, you know, people come into your life for a certain reason, uh, for the same reason, I should say, that they leave your life, you know? So all good things, all positive things, right? Um, He was very nice when I met him as well, so all good things, um, you know? And I love that so many great things are happening for you. And um, you know what? Just happy National Tortilla uh, Day. Why not? Thank you. I mean, that's what we got out of that. So, I mean, here we are. (laughs) Right? I mean, oh, oh my God. I have a new, um, like, convection of an air fryer dehydrator like massive machine in my uh little kitchen here and i've been air frying corn tortillas and they've Ooh. it's literally changed my life wow you know? i feel like air fryers are this huge wave now and people just go crazy with them and i yet i, I don't have one and i've had some things in an air fryer it seems like a great thing i just haven't totally dived in yet but like i feel like when i do i'm not gonna be able to stop well, you know what it is? An air fryer is just a convection oven repackaged. It's high right. heat It's high heat and fans that circulate the heat, right? And so I feel like a lot of people out there don't get the concept of a convection oven, but when you put it in a smaller packaging and call it an air fryer, people are like, oh, yeah, that kind of is graspable, makes sense. Right, exactly. You yep. know what I mean? So, yeah, but again, that's like taking like something that has already existed rebranding it and giving it a new face and now all of a sudden everybody wants it and wants yes. to use it yes and speaking of giving things a new face um i i need i want to move along right into this day in gay history so we can get all the tea on what is going on in your life did you know sal that in 1982 were you even born yet jerry falwell is hit in the face with two fruit pies by a protester at the annual convention of the bible baptist fellowship Oh. Yeah, not, Jerry Falwell, not a great person for the community, folks. Just well, not. I don't, I don't know who that is. Can maybe like, uh, like what, what happened there? Well, he's uh, <laughs> he was an evangelist. Um, if correct me if I'm wrong, um, and he just was all about conversion therapy and oh, um, yeah. and just really was very conservative. Um, actually, uh, Jerry Falwell was an American Southern Baptist pastor, televangelist, and conservative mm-hmm. activist. 
So there yeah, we go. sounds like uh, sounds like somebody who wouldn't really think too fondly of us, then, right? No, not at all, right? But I, I you know what, the gay is always just doing it and just doing it with flair. Not only you know a what? pie, but fruit, some more fruit pie. Fruit pie. Come on, yeah. <laughs> Come on, that's how you. That's how you do it. <laughs> I wonder if it was like those Drakes. Remember those Drakes or like the Hostess fruit pies, the ones that came in like the package of two. Those yes. little. I mean. Personally, I'm, I was hoping that it was just something that was like huge, very ooey and gooey, and that that just got or all like, over them. Yeah, like cherry that would like stain, so you like yes. remember, or in like something that would stain your skin a little too, so like you'd really have to like scrub it out. Exactly, <laughs> but you know what, that guy. Screw him. <laughs> screw, screw that guy. Screw that guy. <laughs> not not in the good way either. <laughs> and speaking of screwing guys, let's uh, let's get into talking about you. Seth. <laughs> oh, okay, sounds good to me. <laughs> so, I mean, we covered a lot of ground the last time you were here. And in your mouth, listeners, if you're just joining us and haven't heard Sal's episode, I think your episode was episode one thirty one, if I'm not mistaken. Just go through the catalog; you'll find it. Really, really easy. It's actually, to be honest with you, Sal, and I'm not blowing smoke here, um, one of my favorite episodes of the podcast, you know? That's so Uh, sweet. Thank you. They're all special in their own way, but um, you and I had been trying to connect for a while, and then, like, you were just, like, you know, on the precipice of coming out uh, to your followers, and this, like, you were on this, like, journey that was really, really special, and, like, the way you shared, and just, like, the way that episode, like, kind of rounded itself out was, like, just really great and fun and warm and fuzzy and and just good all around. So it's it's actually one of the episodes I send out as... Um, as press too, believe it or not. That's really that's that's really great to hear because I, I shared you know that same sentiment of that warmth because for me I, I spend a lot of time talking to people that I care about on the phone, um, you know, and I, I have a few friends that we talk every week for you know at least an hour, so uh, it feels like I'm catching up with an old friend even though um, we don't we like didn't really know each other before social Wait, did media. Did you just stuff, call but... me? Did you just call me old? Nope. <laughs> an old friend, an old friend. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know what I'm saying? It just feels like um, a catch up on the phone, which is awesome. Yeah, awesome, awesome. And you know what? And any any cute boy that I get to flirt with on the pod is a good day for me. So <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. Listen, thank it's, you. it's lonely. It's lonely in these Corona times. Um, so in your mouth, listeners, if you wanted to catch up and get like r- the meat of who Sal is, um, please go back, listen to that episode. It's really, really fantastic. Uh, Sal really shines. It's really fun and just a great listen. But I kind of want to know what's what's new and exciting, right? We, we heard that Sal is already single and ready to mingle. How have you been faring through this, you know, um, the, the rest of this quarantine and so on? Yeah. Well, you know, look, I think that the biggest thing for me right now is that I just opened up my first restaurant, which is so crazy. And um, doing it during a pandemic definitely was a moment of um, insanity, I would say. Uh, but at the same rate, too, I feel like I've made the best decision of my life. Well, what and prompted what prompted you to be like, OK, I'm not only going to open a restaurant, but I'm going to open a restaurant during a pandemic. Yeah. So I, you know, as we talked about, I own a marketing agency that does a lot of different creative work for restaurants across Long Island, New York City, all that. And one of my clients that I've been working with since I started the company, which was about, I don't know, three to four years ago, has been with me since the beginning. 
we vibe really well. He's a great guy. Um, him and his wife are awesome. And he always wanted to like do some type of business venture with me. So, you know, we always maybe talked about a restaurant. We had a few different ideas. And then uh, he owns um, a chain of restaurants called Punta Cana Grill, which is Dominican food, like fast, casual Dominican. He was opened up in Huntington Village, had a really great location. Uh, the concept just didn't um, stick in the area as well as it did at his other locations. So he had this, you know, great place already built out to be a restaurant. And he asked me if I would want to do it. We almost had the contract signed and, you know, the pandemic hit. And I was like, wow, thank God I didn't do that. But then as I saw the food trends evolving with uh, COVID and how people were reacting like culturally, you know, and, and trending wise, I said, OK, I think I know what I have to do and how this can be successful. So I asked him if the opportunity was still on the table. He said, yeah. And I dove headfirst in. Yeah, and it's and it seems like via your Instagram and whatnot, because you know, you know, she is in the know. Um, that like you're selling out on the daily. Yeah, we're doing really great. We start like right now. We're in a soft opening, and we're going to probably do that for about three weeks. Um, and that's where people text their order in, and they join our um, our telephone community, which is like really great. Also, so in, for in the future when we have specials, we can actually send everybody who's ordered just like a picture of our special and be like, hey. It's running this week. Come get it, um, which has been really cool. And it's kind of controlled the chaos because with COVID and with everything going on, we didn't want to open up and have lines out the door, pack the house. It just didn't seem like the smart thing to do. So for the beginning, we just want to take it super slow, um, get the craft down perfectly, make sure the food is really great, work out the kinks. And we're pretty close to the full grand opening. So I'm really proud of what we've been able to do there and how the operation has evolved. Yeah, and tell the tell the people what kind of food it is. It is American comfort food. So it's called the Grub Shop. When I think about Grub, to me, that's food that feeds the soul, food that is indulgent, food that comforts you. And that's what I wanted the menu to focus around. So we got like the most incredible seasoned jumbo ch- chicken tenders. We have, uh, I think, the best Philly cheesesteak. Well, I'm not going to call it a Philly cheesesteak because it's not traditional, but we have the, the best cheesesteak on Long Island possibly even in New York, and uh, great fries, uh, buffalo chicken heroes. It's heroes, it's chicken tenders, it's fries, it's all that good stuff. Uh, You know, uh, everything that is on the diet. Exactly. (laughs) Everything that's on the diet. I call this the grub diet. And, you know, it's not really much of a diet at all. (laughs) Uh, You know what? It's it's living your best life, Um, uh, it sounds like to me. Oh, my God, I ran into uh, someone that I, like, mildly know an acquaintance mm-hmm. if you will and somebody got an live your best life tattoo on their forearm <laughs> oh oh my <laughs> i'm like you know what okay yeah, okay okay yeah, people yeah. are making bold decisions during this quarantine and you know what we support you out there <laughs> exactly sometimes you know you get a tattoo on your elbow sometimes you open up a restaurant it's just you know a little bit of that a little bit of that yeah, and speaking of food trends, because I feel like, and if I may dub you the queen of food trends, right? As especially like Instagrammable, like kind of food trends. Where do where do you see like food trends going in twenty twenty one? Since we're pretty much still all stuck inside, unless you live in Florida. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> unless you're in Miami. Um, so the truth is, is I think that what we're seeing and what we've seen through the pandemic is a total shift of where food was going anyway. Things were moving away from the fine dining restaurant. Things were moving away from white linen cloth tables and um, four course meals that were $200 a head. People were really geared towards fast casual, 
um, QSR restaurants. And I think that what we've seen with the pandemic was that just totally um, speed drive that straight to being from what was already happening to what is. So now you that's said why QS, you can, can I interrupt you for a second? You said QSR. Sure. What is QSR? Yes. So QSR is a quick service restaurant. Oh, look at look at that! All right, yeah, we yeah, are educational. Little knowledge here. there. I had to drop, <laughs> you, drop a little knowledge on your head really quick. Um, yeah, I mean, and again, I've been studying restaurants and um, operations for so long that. I kind of saw where that this was coming a long time ago, which is why when I said I was going to open up a restaurant, I had so many people that were like, oh, like what kind of like they thought it was going to be this kind of like um, sit down, you know, uh, Italian style restaurant. But that's not really where I think the future is going. I think that people are really looking to have great experiences at places, but not have to deal with um, the, the fancy etiquette that's always attached to that. Yeah, I can I can see that. I can definitely see that. And with all these trends coming um with all these trends that are happening via TikTok, like I'm sure you've seen this feta pasta trend that everyone's doing now. Yeah, I've seen it. Yeah, uh, don't <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, you know, I'll put it to you this way. I haven't done I don't maybe maybe one I don't know but I haven't done any of these things I didn't do the tortilla slicing thing I'm not doing that I um, well I I just did one I made it ve- I made it vegan because I haven't seen a vegan one out there and it actually That's came cool. out really good That's cool I like that and I'm not discrediting food trends I think it's a great way for people to get their name out there and maybe I'm even doing myself a disservice by not like hopping onto those food videos and who knows maybe I will but I haven't done it yet. Something inside of me just gets like super annoyed about it um, when I but see wait those a minute. types of things. Let me yeah. challenge you on that for a second because okay. Okay. you you kind of love like a like a hamburger with mac and cheese on it. That was like the before feta pasta TikTok trend. Like everyone was doing that for a minute. Or you love like a you love a food mashup at, uh, through the grub, like fam fandomonium. Yes. You know? So can I say I'm gonna? So I'll say this, and I say this like I'm not trying to sound cocky at all. Like I really swear, but I prefer to like do things that I think are cool, and then watch them kind of um, become something that's trendy. I, I don't really like to hop on like what everybody else is already doing. I'd rather start the trend. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Then, um, yeah, yeah. then like flow along with it. But I'm not discre- discrediting it. It's a great way to grow your audience. It's a great way to do that. I probably should be doing that and maybe I will. But I, what I'm saying is like when I see those like tortilla hack or the, the feta thing, it just something about it just like annoys me. I don't know. I can't I can't put my finger on it, but it just does. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, I, I just felt very Tamron Hall by, by like putting you to task. About this, uh, yeah, <laughs> it's it's totally fine. I mean, you know, they're cool, but I just I don't know. It's kind of like a creative prompt. Now that I think about it, it's kind of like saying to like food creators, like, "Hey, here's everybody's assignment. How are you going to do it?" And then you kind of do get to see like how everybody puts their spin on it, or like what take they have, and who has the best video. So. Yeah, you know, and when I see it in that light, it kind of gets a little bit competitive, and then I'm like, all right, maybe I do want to do this. <laughs> Listen, I made, I put a reel up the other day of me just making coffee with that, um, with the stovetop Italian coffee maker, the yes. mocha, or yes. in uh, Puerto Rico we call it la greca. But um, that I put that up, and like by the end of the day, it was like 
12,000 views. I was like, guys, I was only making coffee. What the heck? Yeah. Well, and you said you put that on TikTok? Um, it's on TikTok, but it, it does better in reels, I found. But Got it. For whatever reason. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I haven't, do- I haven't dove into TikTok really as much as I should have. Um, I don't know why. Just like, again, it's another thing that just always yeah. like irked me like i can't do a whole nother thing i want to put my all into my instagram I've wait a minute but are you on the clubhouse have you joined the clubhouse yet? i just joined clubhouse and i'm actually talking to two of my friends about doing a clubhouse tonight actually are you free i oh was that a proposition are you asking me out to the clubhouse yeah, you want to you want to you want to meet me at clubhouse tonight it sounds like a yeah. gay bar <laughs> yeah i'll meet you at clubhouse i'll i'll, yeah. I'll buy the first round even yeah perfect yeah <laughs> um <laughs> i want to know i want to know uh what you think about the clubhouse but also i really want to i really want to know how one person or one company whoever owns clubhouse made conference calling with strangers the new cool thing to do I mean, listen, when you're bored and you're lonely at night, what's better to do? I, I could think I could think of a few things, Sal. <laughs> okay, okay. I mean, it just, I, I don't know. I, I could see myself getting into it. Again, may I also say, when I first started hearing about Clubhouse, just like how it was with TikTok, I was instantly annoyed. I was yep, like, no. You and me both. Not another one. But not guess, another one. But guess who's going to the Clubhouse tonight? You. Exactly. And exactly. me, but back to food trends really quick. What do you think is happening next? What What do you think? Do you have any idea of what we're going to see next? I think a lot of it has to come down. Look, I, I will say that I, I believe that sandwiches um, and, and very like fast to go foods are going to be what drives everything. And you also really have to look at the, the world as it is, right? Look at companies like McDonald's and Taco Bell and Wendy's. These are multi-multi-billion dollar companies. And what formula do they have? You could drive up to a window, you get your food at the next window, you can eat it, feel satisfied, and you didn't spend a lot of money. Right there is the formula for success. If you want to own a restaurant or a chain of restaurants and be super successful. How many, you know, think about this way. How many, um, you know, let's say you have like a fancy restaurant that is in New York City. How many of them really succeed at opening up like 10 locations and not, killing yeah, them? Not many, not many. Then you look at five guys, you know, you look at um, Jersey Mike's, you look at Chick-fil-A. These companies. Oh, we, we don't talk about her. Okay, I, you know what I'm saying. How about PDQ? Okay, let's do PDQ. Oh yeah, you know what PDQ? I love a PDQ. Yeah, I love a PDQ. Is there a PDQ on Long Island? Yes, there sure is. Really? I only learned about yeah. them in North Carolina. Yeah, they're good. But look at all these places. Yeah. They're 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 replicating that McDonald's formula, which really is the uh, if you're smart as a business owner, as a restaurant owner. That is the formula. People want fast, easy, quick, deli- uh, delicious, tentatively, you know, um, and and not feel like they're spending their whole bank account, but got fed. Yeah, but I think uh, what about now then the question of the health of it all then? Because I'm sure people listening would be like, well, none of none of anything of what you mentioned is is health conscious. So what do you well, say then, to that? You know what? Then, then it's their cheat meal. Then it's their that you're not responsible as a as a restaurant owner to make the dietary choices for your customers and your guests. You know, you can provide them with options. So I'm going to have salads on my menu. Do I think that my whole business is going to be on salads? Absolutely not. People are coming to me when they want to indulge in a cheesesteak, when they want to indulge in chicken tenders. It's not, you know, on me 
or on anybody else to worry about what other people are eating because as adults, we only have that. You know, that's that's what it comes down to is our own personal choices. So yeah, you know. so so don't come for Sal, y'all. All right, don't add yeah, him. Don't come for me. Listen, <laughs> I listen. I del- listen. I, if you leave a negative comment on my page, it's getting deleted straight up. If you come at me with some crazy, crazy, can I curse on this? Yeah, of course. If you if you come at me on some crazy shit in my messages, like I, I don't even deal with it. If I don't know you personally and you can't say it to me, like you know on a basis where like your opinion matters to me, it's just getting brushed over. Great. And if you slide into his DMs with something real good, I'm sure he's there. <laughs> <laughs> I actually get so turned off when people reach out to me on DM. Oh, really? So turned off. You know really? why? Because why? I, Explain I, this. Hate, I hate meeting people. I hate meeting people that like, I, I like meeting people if I'm going to be like romantically or um, get to know them on that type of level in person uh, and in a real time manner as Sal, not as the grub father. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that makes sense. So are you not into the online dating at all? I mean, it is a pandemic. Like how? Oh, are you? no. And you uh, are a single dating, man. Yeah. Online dating is fine. I've, you know, I've done all that. Um, but uh-huh. I'm just saying... Mm-hmm. In the sense that, but that's like my online dating profile as myself. So, hey, I'm Sal. I own a restaurant and I have a blog. I'm not the grub father who is, you know, creating food content that has all this crazy cheese. Because yes. that's not how deep I go. You know what I'm saying? Like I, uh, Sal, and I, I fucking hate talking about myself in the third person, but it's the only way to clearly communicate this. But like, like me as Sal is like a totally different you know, being than what I have as a online creator known as the grub father. Do you know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. And you don't, so listen, you don't want gold diggers up in the, up in your DMS, just trying yeah, to like, it's really, it's really cute. When people like, you know, show love and like appreciate, but like, yo, honey, if you're from like Indiana and you're reaching out to me and trying to talk on my DMS, I don't have time to engage in an online conversation with you. You know, you live in New York city or maybe like, um, Long Island, sure, maybe like we could get a drink if it seems to be a match. But what even annoys me more is people sliding in my DMs and their profile is private. And it's like, you don't even, I don't even know what you look like. You know what I'm saying? It's just, I don't know. I absolutely hate when people try to start that type of thing with me on my Instagram. Oh, well, let it, let it be known. Let oh, I feel be. like I just, oh, do, do you I feel, feel better? Like I just, do you feel got better? some shit out, honey. Yeah. yeah I feel uh, good. Listen, Ooh. this is why we're here. Let it out. <laughs> that was some therapy. Thank you, baby. <laughs> you are welcome. You are <laughs> welcome. Yes. You know what? I think. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god uh we're so ridiculous here on in your mouth um do you love that i i reference myself as the royal we like uh, as I, if there's i like love it an entire it. as there, it's as, you and all the personalities in your head that's a, and that couldn't be more true <laughs> <laughs> and this and this autograph picture of laney kazan behind me <laughs> oh my god <laughs> you're like i don't even know who that is so with that i think now would be a great time to take sal to our favorite part of the podcast a little something we like to call food news news food news honey you ain't ready girl spill the tea 
McDonald's is releasing its new chicken sandwich like a hot sneaker drop with a limited edition hoodie and vinyl. You're like, okay, speaking of like McDonald's and fast casual. No, I know. Like, that's what I say. I'm literally in your head. How does it feel? Yeah. I, I mean, it feels real good. Oh, I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm what else do we got? Um, the, so they're releasing this. How do you feel about, let's start there. How do you feel about like these big chain restaurants doing these like, big kind of PR releases where like it's more that it's more than the food. It's like now there's like a hoodie and a vinyl record you get. Or like McDonald's did that um Travis Scott burger. That Travis Scott burger, which people were so mad about and didn't even get their merch, I think, allegedly. Oh really? Yeah. I think it even says it in this article from uh Insider that um yeah, other merch drops have been less successful for the fast food chain. In October, McDonald's followed up with the success of the Travis Scott meal with a J Balvin meal, that one, and a collection that was supposed to include a McFlurry bucket hat, Big Mac slippers, and even a temporary tattoo of a receipt. Uh, in, ja- in January, production challenges canceled the line. How do you feel oh. about like them doing like the most just for a chicken sandwich? It's brilliant. Yeah. If you ask me, yeah, it's brilliant. Um, this is how these brands stay relevant and they have the marketing budgets to back it up. You know, if you want to be, let's say, someone who is just like looking for an excuse to hate on McDonald's or a big chain company, then of course you could be like, that's so ridiculous. Doesn't need to be that way. But when you look at it as someone like me who like is all, very much into creative branding and um, all that type of stuff, I think what these, what they're doing, these companies to stay relevant and use their marketing budgets in that way is, um, it's very interesting and it creates buzz and it gives people something to talk about. And, um, you know, people consume it, right? Otherwise they wouldn't keep doing it. It seems to be working. Yeah, for sure. And let me tell you something. And I think maybe the audience knows this about me already, but I love some like chain restaurant merch. Give me a like hidden Valley ranch sweater. Oh yeah. Give me, give me a, all the Taco Bell things. Give me, I don't know. I think, I think there's something like campy, kitschy, and fun about it totally. that, like, I, I'm, I'm totally here for. And so, yeah, like, you can get like one of three new chicken sandwiches as of today, believe it or not. And there's some like online contest to win this like uh, nude tone hoodie, this beige hoodie and this vinyl record with this like jingle on it. And people are going to try their hardest to get it. Yeah, I guess. Right. I mean, I, you know what I want to hear? I want to hear the remix, like the Hector, the Hector Hex remix. Of mm-hmm. <laughs> this vinyl <Yep>. album. <laughs> <laughs> do you know who Hector Hex is? Please tell me you do. Nope, I'm literally just laughing to go along with you on right? this one. No, yeah. a, a, yeah. a little uh, Deborah Cox, <laughs> How Did You Get Here? Oh, how, is that the song, How Did You Get Here? Yes, uh, it's like okay. the gay national anthem. Yes, yes, right? yes, yes For yes, Pride. Yes. Well, that remix is that is the Hector Hex remix. It's like the, oh, okay, it's like the it. only one you should be listening to. I got to listen to that then. Look at that. You know what? I feel I'm like I'm still lo- learning about I'm still learning about all these like, you know. It was in the like, it was in the box I sent Sal right next to oh, the cat yes, right, right next to the cabaret right? uh, <laughs> DVD. Got it. <laughs> Are you like excited for 
Um, well, okay. Here is a good question for you. If you don't mind me asking a question. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, cool. Are you going to go to Fire Island this summer? I am not a Fire Island queen, really. Um, and that's not, um, I'm not being shady or anything. Um, you know, in your mouth listeners, for those of you that don't know, like Fire Island, uh, a piece of it is a big gay destination, as is Provincetown, Massachusetts, is another mm-hmm. gay destination. And I feel like the gay community is divided. Either you're a Fire Island queen or a Provincetown queen. And mm-hmm. I'm more of a Provincetown queen just because I love the small town of it all. And, like, there's, like, a lot more to do as opposed to, like, rent a house and stay in the house. And, like, you only have, like, very few options. I like more mm-hmm. options. Um in that sense, not to say that I don't go to Fire Island. I've just never stayed there for long periods of time. Got it. So for me, and this is as someone who lives on Long Island, and for those of you listening who don't know, uh, Fire Island is literally across the water from Long Island. So it's like, you know, growing up on Long Island, I wasn't always going to the gay side of it, but I was going, I used to go to Fire Island all the time. Like Kismet? I I have friends in the volunteer fire department in Kismet. Oh, okay. Um, no, I, I've been to Kismet a few times, but more like Ocean Beach. Um, and then I had a lot of friends that used to go to, um, oh, I'm drawing a blank on it right now, but it's right across from Bayport Blue Point, All right. just like this, um, little area. And I loved it. So growing up, I was, I always did that. I just love that idea of kind of like no roads, no cars. You know, you take a ferry there or a boat and you're just on this island in these like little huts. So then... You know, when I came out and I started like realizing that um, the gay side of Fire Island was what it was, it was yeah. kind of like Traipsing. taking like a childhood memory and like traipsing through the it... meat rack. Yeah, you know. <laughs> but the other thing, the, here's the problem too. Here's the problem with Fire Island. Of course, there's a ton of sex there. You know, that's what mm-hmm. that's like. That is what it's a lot of it's known for, and you'd be lying if you say that's all it was. But I think that stereotypes are a very dangerous thing for both people and brands and businesses. And I think that there's a lot of stereotypes about Fire Island that aren't always true in the people that go there. And I think that there is a lot of like cool things happening there. And there's a lot of um, fun experiences, like just going to the beach and having a beach day with your friends or um, having a house and doing barbecues. And you're kind of surrounded by your community, the, yeah. you know, the gay community. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And even like Cherry Grove is fantastic for the LGBTQ Oh my God, community. so much, so much fun. It's just that I, I mean, since 2006, mm-hmm. I had I've been going, like, I had a Provincetown experience and I had been to Fire Island. It's just always, I've leaned more towards just going to Provincetown and mm-hmm. that's kind of where my group of friends go, even though we have been to Fire Island, you know? And yeah. so it's not, it's neither bad nor good. It's just different. Is what it yeah, is. Yeah, 100%. And I've never been to Provincetown, so I I might go there and, like, never look back. Um, I, or maybe I'll just, you know, go there as well. But for me, it's definitely been, um, I guess, for Long Island gays especially, it's very much Fire Island is um, what we get as a result of not having anything else gay. Yeah, you know, and in New York City gays, cute. you get yeah. the bars, you get Hell's Kitchen, you know, you get um, Greenwich Village. Like, you guys have all those types of little hotspots here on Long Island. There's no gay bars. There's yeah. nothing like that. You have house well, parties. Maybe, well, maybe you and I need friends. to need to open one. You know. Yes, exactly. That'd be uh, listen, I'm dying. I'm dying to call it like Auntie. You know, Uncle Mary's or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. I love that. But I don't even know. Wait, the why? Why? Could bring, how did that come out of McDonald's? Are you inviting me? Is that is that what's happening? 
right yeah, now? Yeah, totally. Well, yeah, that's what I, I was going to say was, because we were talking about like um, the world's getting back to normal. So I was saying, do you see, see yourself making small um, trips? Are you going to Provincetown this summer would be the more appropriate question for you at this point then. I, I haven't made a decision. And if I'm going to travel, I think... I'm going to travel if we're allowed. If I get the mm-hmm. vaccine and we're allowed to travel, I think I'm getting out of Dodge, you know, Got because yeah. I love the Canaries. Grand Canaria is a big gay hotspot. I love it. Um, you know, I just, I need a little, but who knows? Who knows what the limitations are and what we'll be able to do? And maybe Fire Island will just be it. And and I'll go this year. I've spent a bunch of time in, in Cherry Grove as well and had a... Yeah. You well, why don't you, we should we'll go together. I'll show you yeah. the Long Island experience. Of yeah, please do. That? I am here for it. And what I yeah. am also here for is that Stanley Tucci fans are thirsting over the actor after watching him eat and drink his way across Italy in his new show. You yes, like that transition? I, just watched, I literally just watched it last night. That is so funny. Yeah? What do yeah. you think? My, par- my parents put on there, you have to see this. And I really enjoyed it. Um, I think that, you know, it's a CNN original, so you kind of get that um, production and spirit of Anthony Bourdain in it. And um, I think that he did a great job, and I have nothing negative to say about it. I think it was a a good piece of work from the one episode that I saw. Yeah, I mean, the internet is having a meltdown not only about the show, but about how um, sexy one Stanley Tucci is. On oh, the show. interesting. Yeah, so his show is called Searching for Italy, and it's a six-part CNN series that follows the award-winning actor as he travels through Naples, the Amalfi Coast, Rome, Bologna, Milan, Tuscany, and Sicily. Oh, my God, I love the Amalfi Coast. I can't wait to go back. Uh. But Twitter obviously had a meltdown. Stanley Tucci has no right to look this good walking the streets of Italy. He is so sexy. Uh, agreed, Stanley is sneaky cut, right? Because apparently, like... He's wearing, like, really good fitted clothes. Stanley Tucci is the Jean-Luc Picard of culinary explorations. And, like, the Twitter-isms go on and on and on. I think that his style is finessed. I think he really dresses himself nicely. I think he's very well put together. I don't know if I'm thirsting over him. I think that he's a, a good-looking guy, but I definitely wouldn't be like, oh, Daddy Stanley. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, uh, So if he uh, came up to you and, and was like, let's do this, you wouldn't? Like if I was at like a bar? I mean, he's straight, first of all. But yeah, if he, of course. If, if we're we're talking at, in hypotheticals. <laughs> hypothetical. I would probably, uh, like if he's Stanley Tucci, I guess I would like engage in conversation. But uh, if he was just like who he is and just looks how he looks, I would probably say more of a friend friend than anything. All right, all right. Apparently, not to say that to... I can't appreciate, you know, a good-looking older man, but that doesn't mean that way. I don't know. He just, uh, it didn't do that for me. According to Chrissy B on Twitter, uh, Stanley Tucci talking about fried pizza dough is her sexual preference. <laughs> okay. But I could see where, I could see where, like, women might find him as a really sexy older man. Yeah, I mean, you know what? I wouldn't kick him out of bed for eating crackers. I mean, it's Stanley Tucci, if anything, just yeah. for the story. <laughs> Hello. Totally, totally, totally. It's a good-looking guy. A good-looking guy. I mean, uh, yeah, the man knows how to make a cocktail, right? True. Knows how, yeah. to, knows how to have a good time. What more do you need? Totally. <laughs> I'm trying to think of, like, who's my, like, um, my, like, want from, like, a celebrity. I don't know. I can't think of it. You don't have a celebrity crush? Come on, Sal. No, no, I I definitely have a celebrity crush. I'm just trying to think of, like, who it is. Who is? Well, give it to us. I mean, a Joe Manganiello. Oh, my God, Joe Manganiello. 
I don't even know if I know who that is. Joe Manganiello was on, um, oh my God, he was on, I think he was on Will and Grace. He was on, uh, he's married to uh, Sofia Vergara right now. Okay. Uh, uh, he's done, oh, Magic Mike. He's done all the Magic Mikes. He was on True Blood. He was in Spider-Man. Uh, uh, he was, he's been everywhere. How I Met Your Mother, The Sleepover. He was on One Tree Hill. Oh, my God. Okay. Okay. Oh, all right. Yeah, I don't know. It's like something off the top of my head is like not really, it's not coming to me right now. I don't know. You ever see the movie, um, did you see the movie Last Ferry? It's like a gay thriller where it's like lonely lawyer goes to Fire Island to the Pines and witnesses No, I heard about it. Uh, Was it any good? you know what? It was good. It wasn't like something where it's like a riveting piece of work, but um, I will say that it was really cool to have representation in that type of genre because you never see that, you know, yeah. because let's be honest with you in like Hollywood or not even Hollywood, but like film mostly gay films are very rooted in like one person, you know, it's like the AIDS epidemic or, you know, it's a bunch of, yeah, it's all like a sad screaming. story. Yeah. So it was like cool. I mean, this was a kind of a sad story, but it, it was just cool to see a different type of, um, gay experience on film so it was I cool but that. the one the actors i know were the two of them were really cute oh yeah I, i'm gonna yeah. have to i'm gonna i can't believe you can't think of a celebrity crush right off the top of your head you're not like a brad pitt tom cruise kind of boy oh, or oh, you oh, oh. or oh my god what about the guy from bridgerton have you seen bridgerton <gasps> bridgerton no have you not I seen bridgerton no, I, I heard good things, but no. Oh I my seen god, it. the man who plays like Lord Bridgerton or whatever his name is—is is that his name? Yeah, Bridgerton. That man and that booty—that—that's just plastered all over the every episode of the series—is everything. Just okay, okay. Everything. I mean, talk about things that make you hungry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm screaming at you right now. <laughs> um, you know, uh, okay. What about um, like Ryan Reynolds is like my is like someone that I'm just like wow. You yeah, know? he's cute. That's a big man. That Ryan Reynolds is over yeah. six feet. I've I've seen him in person. He's nope. that's a that's a big man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm like you know five seven five eight so. Yeah, depending on the situation, that's uh, I can appreciate a taller guy. So, yeah. but no, Ryan Reynolds, Ryan Reynolds is like a uh, super, super handsome guy to me. Yeah, Ryan Reynolds could do it. Ryan Reynolds could definitely do it. Um, yeah. I, I did. I used to confuse Ryan Ryan Reynolds with that guy in Trick. Have you ever seen Trick? No, the movie Sal. All right, I, I need to send you a list. Send me a list, please. Thank you. <laughs> I need to send you a list of just musts because, like, Trick is, like, the quintessential, like, old gay movie, right? And Coco Peru uh, is in it, famous drag queen. That bothers okay. me. I haven't gotten too much into, like, not that I'm not into it, but, like, I haven't dove into drag culture um, at all. All right, all right, all right. Let's say, I mean, like, I don't want to. I'm just saying, like, that's just, I, I don't know drag queens like that. We're, we're going to come back to this because I want to close out Food News Update because we're just off the rails. Here. I know. And last but not least, this delivery-only wings chain is serving a Cheetos menu out of Applebee's kitchens. So we were just, uh, at the beginning, we talked about ghost kitchens and, like, virtual restaurants. And now there's um, a thing called Cosmic Wings, a chain of online-only, delivery-only restaurants launched uh, last Tuesday, featuring a menu filled with Cheetos-inspired items prepared in the Applebee's kitchens, and it's only available via Uber Eats. 
This comes Ooh. from Thrillist. Thank you, Thrillist. How do you feel? How do you feel? Someone's like encroaching on your space. So I think that it's like totally fine. I don't listen. Let me tell you something. I don't believe in competition at all. I'm like, like I, I appreciate the competitive spirit. Um, but for me, I, I just, uh, I, I want everyone to make money. I want everyone to do well. I want everyone to be successful. Um, so, you know, good for them. How do you feel like about a full Cheetos menu though? I love it. I think that's pretty cool. That's like, that's hot. Oh, all right. Yeah, yeah I mean, I've done. I've listen. I've done sandwiches. I, I've filmed sandwiches for some of my clients that had hot Cheeto dust on it, and you know it took. And those videos took off. So I actually have um, no qualms about it. I think it's awesome. I love yeah. creativity. Yeah. And if it, it listen, if it's good, it'll work and it'll right. succeed. That's well, what apparently, it's available in almost thirteen hundred Applebee's locations across the country. So if you're yeah. in within delivery range of a location. It'll show up when you search for Cosmic Wings on Uber Eats. That's really interesting. I didn't really know that all these ghost kitchens were, like, popping up mm-hmm. and all these, like, virtual restaurants. I mean... Well, it's really just, like, something that you can succeed at. That So that, when I say QSR, that's the ultimate form of it, where I'm sitting on my couch watching television. I can go on my phone. I can go on an app. I can order food. I don't have to do anything, and it shows up at my door. Now, listen, like delivery was always popular, right? Like Chinese takeout and you know Italian pizza, and like these things were staples of American eating. But now you have the phone; you're instantly connected. The internet has totally taken things to a whole new level. So, ghost kitchens and where you don't have to, where customers don't have to like deal with the staff, and the staff doesn't have to deal with customers, is just. Um, I think that's going to be very attractive to people, both people and restaurant owners. Yeah, I think I think there's pros and cons to it here as I think about it now for the first time about like what a way to keep the restaurant industry alive during a pandemic. Right. But then like then that would mean I would imagine that like the front of house staff, like your servers, your back waiters, your bartenders would have to have find a new sort of yes job and, lane within that whether it be delivery or like packaging or i don't know how what that looks like behind the scenes but it's yep. just what's coming to my mind right now 110 percent. and you know i, I kind of been back to our conversation in this segment and um you know, how I talk about how the future is QSR and this type of stuff, whatever. I don't want people like that listen to this to think that maybe I don't embrace or love like fine dining or the sit down experience. Cause I was a waiter for 12 years and I loved it. Um, I just think that the trends itself are changing. Personally, I love the restaurant experience. You can find me at a restaurant, to be honest with you, uh, outside of working two times a week, you know, yeah. eating, having a great experiencing, order a bottle of wine, having three courses, I love that. When I look at trends, though, which all of America is doing, you know, that's not where the trend is going. But me as a foodie and somebody who really appreciates the food experience, I love that. And I yeah. really do encourage people to to do that, to go in and have those experiences at these nice places so that they can stay around. But as a whole, I, I just don't see it projecting that way as like the big boom for restaurant culture. Yeah. And I don't think you actually sound like your anti-restaurant experience at all. I just think I just think you're speaking to the state of the of the industry as we are now during these, you know, really weird and crazy times, you know? Yes. So, exactly. yeah, you know what? I'm here for this. If if Cosmic Wings wants to send me some uh 
flaming Cheetos nuggets. I will eat them. And with that, I yep. think that's a perfect way to end. Food mm-hmm. news update. Oh my God, we were still on food news update? We still were. Because, uh, listen, you took oh you took the, ran- you took the reins and I let you drive the car. I'm, listen. I, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to do that. Listen, no, I'm here for, I'm here for a man that can be versatile. Okay. 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 I appreciate that. Yeah, I, I can appreciate okay. it. Listen, boo, you want to take the reins? Go right ahead right okay. i'll let you drive the car <laughs> oh drive you mean uh what is it drive the boat is that where you like pour the liquor in your mouth have you ever heard of that uh no but alan cummings back in the day used to frequent the bars that i used to go go boy at and he used to pour tequila down my throat all the time oh, that's hot nice yeah. right well but i think do- that's called driving the boat I, I might be wrong on what liquor it is specifically but I know when people say, like, drive the boat, that means, like, like open your mouth, which isn't totally pandemic-friendly right now, so don't do it, guys. But, um, you know, oh, you have to get vaccinated. I, I think that's the title of this episode. <laughs> drive, drive the, the boat. boat. I love it. <laughs> I am obsessed. And So you're not watching Drag Race or anything either? You haven't gotten into it? I haven't gotten into it yet. Not to say that I won't. You know, I have a lot it's of friends right. that love it's it. Right. It's not for everybody. Like, there's no shame. Well, no, it's not that game, I appreciate. You know? I really appreciate, like, the theater and the theatrics of it and um, you know, the glamour and like the talent, but it's just not something I've gotten into. I haven't even gone to a lot of, a lot of drag shows yet because, yeah. uh, I just, uh, living on Long Island, you don't have that opportunity. And obviously like over this past summer, it was way different. So like, I, I didn't even like, I wasn't like seeking to go to them cause it was just whatever. But you know, that's kind of like one of the things I do want to um, experience a little more is like a gay man and gay culture is going to drag shows and learning about drag culture. Cause it does seem very interesting. Uh, amazing. You know what? I, I think I said it the first time you were on the podcast and I think I actually really need to come through with for you this time and put together a little like uh, gay care package for you. You know, there'll be like some press on uh, some press on nails, like a, a, a cute little wig, a list of all the movies you need to be watching. You know? <laughs> <laughs> well, OK, so, you know, what you will be proud of. I about like a month ago started binging Sex in the City. Okay. All right. I'm on the last season right now. And wow, what a show. I mean, like, you know, Carrie could be so cringeworthy, but like love her. And I love Sarah Jessica. Um, But I'm, I am Samantha and Samantha is me. Yeah. That funky spunk episode will live rent free in my brain forever. (laughs) That's so, wait, which one is that? You haven't gotten to the funky spunk episode? I don't it's think like, so. Like, what, it's iconic. What was it? They were talking about swallowing. Amanda, uh, Amanda, Samantha was talking about swallowing, right? Talk about in your mouth. Here we go. Um, oh. But, uh, and then like, it didn't taste good. And like, it's like the funky song. Oh, yes. Episode. I saw that episode 110%. Yes, <laughs> there were so many iconic moments though. I mean, and you know, listen, with the reboot coming and that Samantha's not on it, I, I don't know. I, it's just the city at that point. It's not sex in the city. It's just the city. Samantha was really such like um, a pivotal figure in this, as was Carrie, all the girls. But, you know, she really yeah. should have been on that. She really, she really should have. Oh, my God. I love, I love a Sex in the City moment and drag queens back in the day because I used to be, get a little drunk and rowdy at the, at the bar back, back in my youth. They used to always say, sit down, Mario Cantone. Right. To me. Hey, well, you know, what's actually like really <laughs> interesting, too, is if you do watch the show, there's a lot of moments on here that watching it now in 2000 and what are we, 2021, um, when you see back then, like, you know, Samantha, 
was dropping the word fag quite often on the show, you know, and not to say that she said it in a malicious way, but it was just like, if I feel like if that was television today, it would be like, cancel her, cancel Kim Cattrall, cancel Samantha. But, um, I don't know. It was just very interesting to like see that and see kind of like how they called, um, you know, like people that were in the trans community trannies and things like that. It was just, I was like, wow. Okay. We've come, we've come a long way. Listen, there were like very little people of color on Queer as Folk. I think two, I think I can count. Uh, I remember back in the day and you know, we've come a long way is all I have to say. And speaking about coming a long way, what's next on the docket, Sal? Tell us. Let the kids know. What's coming on the way? What's coming on the way? I am going to, you know, get this restaurant fully functioning. Um, I am going to start selling grub dust, which is going to be my seasoning that uh, people have been, you know, going crazy about. And they want it all. I have a lot of followers that message me saying if we could send them our seasoning and Things like that. So we're going to be finally packaging that, getting that out on the streets. I better be getting a care um, package because... Oh, of course. Smarty sent me a care package recently and that uh, Maruchan or Marican, um ramen, you know, like the dollar yes. ramen package just yes, sent me yes. a care package. I okay. need a grub father. <laughs> I, don't worry. You will get merchandise. You will get grub dust. You will be well accommodated, honey. Yes. Listen, I, I'm I'm here for a man that takes care of me. So <laughs> yes, okay, you got it. Also comes with you know a massager. Yes. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, we're here. Listen, my Theragun does me right. So. Oh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> um. But so, yeah. So that's so the grub dust. You know, I'm growing, I'm trying to grow my page. I, I to be honest with you, I've kind of. Uh, I, I I hate. To say the word influencer, but like, you know, it's definitely being part of my career and having a large yeah. following and a large blog. I am in the influencer industry. Um, and while I really, really, really love creating content and doing all of that, uh, I have wanted to kind of like focus my attention right now on building out this brick and mortar location, because to me, that feels like something that can sustain and um, be forever and leave like a real mark on, you know, people are actually eating it and consuming it on the daily. So I've just kind of like been investing in that in my marketing agency. And um, I don't know, I just want to like, you know, keep keep being successful at the things that interest me. Yeah, I love that. And I love that. I love to see um, you shining. And it's it's been a really special journey since I went solo on the podcast. And then this podcast has kind of turned into a celebration of LGBTQ people doing amazing things for their community in the food world, like, and like pushing forward. And, you know, it's it's afforded me relationships and connections that I never thought I would I would have. And had you told me even a year and a half ago that this is where I'd be today, you know, and us like relating to each other and talking and laughing and shooting the shit or whatever. Um, I would have been like, wait, what, what, what am I doing? You know? And so it's just really beautiful to see like people like embrace their passion and you embrace your passion and shine and like, like all the dominoes fall into place. You know what I mean? Well, thank you. And I mean, you know, it's a testament for yourself as well that you went solo and you're fantastic at what you do. You have great, like, you know, as a host, you're fantastic and you make your guests feel comfortable and you have great transitions. So that's what I'm saying. It's you feel it in your gut. And I think that a lot of people, when they aren't finding success, it's because they aren't really looking at their gut feelings and what's like really setting their heart on fire. Right. And and what they're really going to be super passionate about. So you people go wrong there because they chase after what they think like the thing is going to make them the most money is, but success 
goes hand in hand with money, but you got to be successful at the things you love because that's what's going to make you want to keep growing it. That's the one thing I've learned. Yeah, I love that. I didn't even have to ask the the question either. I'm I'm just going to leave it right there because that was a really really beautiful sentiment and oh, I think a really great way to like just put a pin in the conversation. Let everyone know where they can find you, how they can follow you, how they can not please do not slide into the DMs because we found out that's not a thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, listen, if you have like if you like genuinely like enjoy the work I'm doing, I always appreciate when um people who um, like my work, let me know. But I just feel like there's sometimes where people are just like sliding and they're just like very abrasive and it just comes off very like sexually fueled. And don't get me wrong, I'm a very sexual person, but I don't know. I kind of see that as like my professional, my professional yeah. thing. So yeah, 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 for sure. So you can come, follow- come correct. You can yes, come, come, come correct. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> come correct while you drive the boat. Okay. Yes. Okay. So you can- there we go. Follow Sal at the Grub Father on Instagram. Um, there's a website. Tell them where they can find the the restaurant. Give them all the information, Sal. Yeah. So follow me on Instagram at the Grub Father. You can also check out the restaurant's Instagram at Eat Grub Shop. Um, and you know, just keep it to Instagram. Follow me on Instagram. It's my favorite spot. Yeah. And you're doing uh, your personal Instagram is. Uh, thriving sal meets worlds yeah at sal meets world yeah yes. i don't post on that a lot that's just like you know my little thing all right all right, all right. Yeah, We're here. Yeah. we are here for it well thank you so much for coming back and like uh, shooting the shit i really love that you're like you can just dish it out right along with me <laughs> oh i'm like an open book honestly i just love talking <laughs> i am obsessed much love to you sal um you are welcome into my podcast home and into my actual home when we're allowed anytime. Um, Thank you. You know, my uh, mi casa es su casa out there. Like I said at the beginning of the pod, you know, now is the time to lend a helping hand in no matter what way you can. I am personally a testament on how, a living testament on how one person can make a difference in the world. So whether it's helping out a neighbor or sending uh, food or blankets down to Texas, you know, now is the time to show a little kindness uh, beyond your circle in whatever way you can. And I'm just going to leave you with that and say thank you for listening to In Yo One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader.